Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Sip With Me. I'm your host, Ioana Kekados. And I'm your host, Aaron Carlson. We're releasing an episode for you every Monday at 10.30 a.m. Central Time, which means you can listen to us during your commute, after work workout, or even enjoy a drink with us during your very own Monday night happy hour. And who doesn't like to have a little fun on a Monday night? Don't forget to subscribe, review, and share our show. And be sure to follow us at sipwithme underscore for the latest episode updates, news, and all of our favorite cocktail concoctions. Hey guys, and welcome to the 17th episode of season four. For this week's cocktail, we are so excited to be featuring Lenore, also known as Cheers I Love You on Instagram. She shared with us her favorite cocktail creation, the Boulevardier. Take it away, Lenore. Hi, my name is Lenore and my handle is Cheers, I love you. So I started cocktailing at home in earnest in January of 2017. I did uh, work as a bartender in a former life for a period of time at a beloved little restaurant in New York City in the theater district called Joe Allen, which many people may know. Uh, Then I moved on to become a designer And I still am that. I'm currently the design director of a small university that focuses on spiritual psychology. And that is based here in Santa Monica, where I live. I wanted to start this cocktail account several years ago, but I never found the time. And I honestly could not think of a name. And then when the pandemic hit, of course, a little spaciousness opened up. And that's when I was able to start it. And my God, I had honestly no idea what a vibrant and talented and inspiring community of people were doing this. It has just been eye-opening and just so, so full of inspiration all the time. So that's been a total delight. And then I did start it with a different name. And the night that I did that, I went to the mirror as I always do. I have a cocktail. And I look in the mirror and I toast myself and I say, cheers, I love you. It's just a thing I do with coffee in the morning as well. And the second I did that, I was like, that's my name. Of course it is. So that is, that has stuck. As far as picking a drink, it is so hard to pick a favorite because I really love so very many different things. I love a bright citrusy drink, uh, like the last word. I love any daiquiri variation. I also love spirit forward drinks and I have a particular penchant for Italian Amari and I really love to explore those. So I will go with the Boulevardier. And uh, I'm choosing that because I used to always say that if I had to pick one drink for the rest of my life, which quite frankly would be a tragedy, but if I did, it would be that. And uh, it is kind of a cheat because it's so infinitely variable. Also, you can, uh, swap out any Amaro of, that you would like. And, you know, there's a world in there. You can also swap out the Italian, the sweet vermouth for, um, you know, a fortified wine or a sherry if you like. And then as far as the base spirit, you can go with any bourbon or rye. And that's that's got a lot of options there. You can go beyond that as well. So that is what I choose. And uh, that's me. Cheers. I love you. So grab your Boulevardier and let's meet one of our favorite YouTubers who is using her platform to share an extremely personal and vulnerable story for the good of others. 
Welcome back to the episode. This week, we are featuring Rome Dustinbrook, who is a 24-year-old creative communication student and YouTuber currently living in the Netherlands. She makes travel and lifestyle content and even tries to cross things off her bucket list. She's been faced with cancer and started documenting her journey on that with the world, and we are so beyond excited to have Rome on our channel. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. (laughs) Also, happy birthday. Yes, happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 24. Uh-huh. Oh my God, I'm getting old, but I'm grateful that I'm getting a year older, yes. but I'm getting old. <laughs> we feel that. We're 26, so we understand. We're, we feel very old. <laughs> and it's so weird because this is my second birthday in lockdown. So mm, it's so weird yeah. to not celebrate yeah. my birthday as usual, but it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Next year. Next year, we'll Next all year, be able yeah. to celebrate normally, hopefully. That's the plan. <laughs> So first and foremost, um, just give everyone a a little bit of information about who you are and, you know, what kind of content you create and kind of like how you got started uh, making YouTube videos. Yeah. Well, you guys worded it pretty well, actually. Um, I'm from the Netherlands. I'm still a student. Um, I'm a creative communication student. So for school, I was already making videos. I've always been... Uh, kind of working in that area. As a kid, I always walked around with a camera. Uh, mm-hmm. Whenever I was with friends or family, I would document everything, taking pictures, taking videos, and then I would make compilation and send it to my friends. So I one day just started a YouTube channel just so it, I could easily share the footage with my friends and family, but never with the thought of sharing it with the world. Um, so yeah. that never really happened anyway. Um, but uh, yeah, so I um, documented all the things I did with friends and family, uh, things I did off my bucket list. Uh, I did two big world trips and I documented that as well. And then I unfortunately got faced with uh, cancer, which happened in August, September of last year of 2020, uh, when the world was already upside down. <laughs> um, and I figured it would be an easy way for me to share uh, the news to friends and family by making a video and uploading it on YouTube and then posting it on Facebook. Um, of course, I told like close friends and family myself, like personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't really feel like telling or texting everybody yeah. like separately. That that's so like mentally draining. So I posted a video, um, just telling my story, and a few weeks later. I think the YouTube algorithm just picked it up and it went viral. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly thousands of people were involved with my story. And I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> this is happening. <laughs> a lot of pressure. <laughs> yeah. And then all that happened. So that's a little bit of uh, how I ended up here. Yeah. So something I found that's pretty amazing, even like scrolling through your comments, people are so supportive of your channel and mm-hmm. just your journey. Um, what has that been like? And kind of tell us more about what that YouTube community has meant to you. It is super overwhelming. I'm not going to lie. Like I love the love and it's been super helpful to get me through my days, but it's so overwhelming because I have hundreds of people sharing their stories as well because there are a lot of people in that community uh, who are um, either dealing with cancer as well or with another uh, chronic disease i think that's the the word 
Um, so that's really overwhelming to read all those stories. And I, I kind of want to be there for every single person, but I feel like I can't, but then I still am by posting my videos. Cause again, if you read the comments, they're so thankful yeah. for my videos. And that's, I can't really understand that, but it's, 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 it's crazy. It's, it's so nice to have that community and to have that safe space for all those people to you know, find their people. And there are also like doctors in there and nurses who love to hear um, the patient side of everything. So I'm not only like helping other people in my like situation, but also those in uh, healthcare. And then there's random people who just stumbled upon my video and are like super supportive. And I love mm -hmm. that. <laughs> Community has not only have I been helping them, but they've really been helping me through my day. So that's been great. And when you are deciding like what kind of videos you're, you make videos very regularly, yeah. um, how do you decide what um, like your next video is going to be about? Like, is it whatever's going on in your journey? Do you get like things that people from the community want you to share and talk about? Like, what's your decision process? Um, that's a really good question. I take my camera with me every single day because when you're sick, you never know what's going to happen. Like mm. the other day I was um, at the ER because my blood levels were low and they call you in and then so many things happen. Mm -hmm. And then I have a new video. Other <laughs> 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 day, it's uh, the comments who are like, oh, can you show what you eat in a week as a cancer patient? Because maybe that helps me. So I'm going to do a video on that pretty, uh, like I think in a couple of weeks. Um, so it, it kind of depends. I just make sure I have my camera on uh, with me every single day. And I listen to what uh, the people want, I guess. You kind of shared about why you really started sharing your story. You know, you didn't want to have to reach out to every single person and and because that takes an emotional toll on you. Other than that, um, what would you say motivated, motivated you to continue sharing your story, especially because I think you're so vulnerable. Um, and I think that's that's a reason I felt so connected with you and watching your videos. Um, it's it's really inspiring and it, it takes a lot to be able to be so vulnerable on camera. Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, thank you for that. That's really nice. <laughs> um, I've always loved editing um, and sharing my videos and knowing that so many people watch my videos is super motivating. So that sounds super stupid maybe, but just the mm -hmm. fact no. that I know that people are actually watching Makes sense. it. Yeah. <laughs> keeps me motivated and it's in my, field of uh, what I want to work in in the future because I want to work behind the scenes of television and film um, so me being in this kind of industry maybe helps me in the future so it's oh, yeah. for my resume and all that hopefully <laughs> and we mentioned COVID too we were talking a little bit about that before the interview um, what has it been like starting this experience and documenting that while you're also not only locked down and in quarantine and already away from so many support systems and people, but also going through kind of the collective global trauma and stress that has been COVID-19. And then you're going through like one of the most personal stressful experiences that anybody in the world can go through at the same time. 
what was that like? And like, how did you get through that, you know, day by day, minute by minute when, you know, the camera's not rolling and, you know, you're, you have, you're with yourself and, you know, those times when you're laying in bed and it's just you and in your head, like, what was that like going through so much in such a like quick amount of time? Um, this is gonna sound really weird maybe, but COVID has actually like the situation has been really good to me because um, I can easily have the fear of feeling left out and -hmm. because nobody can do anything. um, I don't really feel left out because if I- Interesting. Yeah, if, if, if I had gotten sick outside of COVID, I would be in my bed looking at people going clubbing, going on vacation. And I think that would have been much harder for me because I'm such an, like, I love to travel and I love to Mm -hmm. do things. So I think that would have been so much harder for me than the situation that I'm currently in. Also, I'm not much of a, I don't really like affection. So (laughs) same. I don't really have to hug people or do anything like that right now. Um, so I don't really mind COVID. I am getting sick of it, of course, because um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm super glad that things are getting lifted by Tuesday. So I can do a bit more than go to my friend's house or, or meet up at my house because that's getting a little like mm-hmm. I feel stuck. So yeah. That, yeah. that's also a part of it. But um, considering that I'm sick, it's actually been really good to me. And also I, I'm still in school. So I'm trying to balance having cancer and, um, graduating cause it's my last year. And, um, because of COVID and not being able to do anything, I've been doing super well in school. Yay. <laughs> For the first time. Yay. <laughs> so in a weird way, I'm kind of glad that we got faced with such a difficulty and have, have been able to um, make the best out of it in such a weird situation mm-hmm. going through yeah. COVID, having cancer. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yes. And I know also, um, I think it was a week or a couple of weeks ago that you made a video about getting the vaccine. Um, yes. We had a doctor on the show a couple months ago, and she talked about um, women that were pregnant getting the vaccine and kind of like, you know, the decision that they make and some of the side effects that they can go through. Um, what was your, what was your decision process like? Did you have any hesitancy getting the vaccine? Were you really confident in getting it? And what was your experience like? I was actually pretty confident because I've been put a lot of, can I swear? Yes. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I've been put a lot of shit in my body. Um, Chemo is not good for your body. I've been Mm -hmm. on a lot of medicine Um, for traveling. I've taken a lot of shots as well. So I feel like taking another vaccine (laughs) would have really hurt me. Um, I, I also found out I didn't know this, but I'm on the top list of risk um like my risk wait i don't know how to say this but uh i have risk factors for covid yeah. like i'm okay. on like the- yes 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 yeah. if you got yeah. covid it would be really bad potentially yes. yeah yes exactly i didn't know so as soon as i heard that i was like you know what let's just take it because um 
it also like my environment of the people around me were so scared to give me COVID and yeah. they're so happy that I have the vaccine now that yeah. I'm vaccinated. That was like, okay, I'm good to go. Nobody has to worry about me, not my friends, not my family, not myself. So I was actually yep. pretty confident to get it. Yeah. Awesome. Yes. Everyone go get the vaccine. Yes. Yes. <laughs> what has been the best part? I know we've talked about like the community and just being able to share this experience with other people, but what do you think has been like the best part of really starting your channel? Oh, that is such a difficult question actually. Um, but being able to be, being able to be creative and also it's starting to become my job. So I'm starting to have an income so I can do something that I love and then actually make some money out of it. So um, yeah, that also, cause I can't work right now. Right. Uh, I, I can't physically work somewhere I, that's not possible for me. So being able to do this and earn some money that just, is such a relief to me because I have, you know, rent to pay and I have school to pay for and medical bills. So I think that is actually like really nice that I have something that I love and still make money. That's yeah. I'm really glad about that. I saw your first brand deal and I was very excited. I watched all the ads in every video. I was like, let the ad run. Like get Thank your coin. You. <laughs> I was so happy about that. Oh my God. <laughs> it's amazing. I mean, that's huge to be able to yeah. get that. And you're yeah. so close to a hundred thousand subscribers. I mean, yes. it's really exciting. It really is. I, I, I can't believe it. Like how many people that are a friend once told me like, that's so many people like in a stadium. And I'm like, yeah, I just can't like imagine myself standing in a stadium and have all these people like looking at me. I just, I can't understand. <laughs> Am I wrong? Were your first couple of videos from concerts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I deleted some too. Because, uh, <laughs> there were some old videos on there. You don't really want to see that. But yeah, my first three videos are, I, I kept them on there because they had a lot of views. So as I was hoping that would help my channel. Um, but I deleted some. So those are technically not my first three videos. <laughs> Okay, so we talked about going all the way back to your first videos. What are your future plans for your channel and you know some of the content you're gonna create? Uh, I still have a bucket list uh, to cross things off. Um, so I'm probably gonna continue that. Um, I'm also probably gonna travel again. However, I was thinking, I have a lot of subscribers who invited me to come over and I thought it'd be fun to start a series in which I would uh, visit those subscribers and have them tell their story. Oh, um, yes. So I was thinking about something like that. I haven't actually told anybody that yet. So you're the first oh, to know. Yay! <laughs> but that was uh, a big idea that I had and that I hopefully can do as soon as COVID is over. And of course my own situation is over. I would love to meet the people who helped me through uh, a difficult time. Uh, so yeah, that. <laughs> What's on your bucket list? I'd love to know. Uh, I still want to go to South America. Mm. Um, that's because I, I actually want to like go to every continent and I still have to go to South America and to Antarctica. 
Antarctica is really expensive though. So I don't yeah, think it really? that's <laughs> ever gonna happen. Yeah. And you can only do like a cruise, which is like more than 10K. Yeah. Um, oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that's ever gonna happen. <laughs> Maybe one day. You never Hopefully. know. Yeah. I'm gonna save my save up some money for that, but in the in the future. <laughs> well, if you're ever in Greece, you can come stay with me. I'm in a very small village on an island. We have donkeys and goats and it's, but it's very nice. Donkeys? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh <It's>, yes. <laughs> I would love to. It's I a very nice to. change of pace. It's, it's, <laughs> we don't have Wi-Fi. It's, it's really nice. Oh, oh that's really good. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love that. Disconnect. <laughs> well, okay. Oh, go Should ahead. Rapid fire. Yes. Okay. So. In some of our episodes, we do something called rapid fire, which is where we ask five questions, basically like fun facts about yourself. Okay. You have to answer them with the first thing that you think of. Okay. Are you down? Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You want to do an ask the first question? Yes. Where is the, your favorite place you've ever traveled to? New Zealand. Oh my God. So jealous. Uh, dreams. I, I even have a tattoo, so yeah. Oh, you are living the life. <laughs> Favorite food? Burritos. Oh, yes. these are yes. great answers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that's one of our favorite food. <laughs> Do you have a dream job? And if so, what is it? I would love to be the director of my own movie. Not about mm-hmm. myself, by the way. Just <laughs> any, anything. <laughs> um okay travel by plane car or boat plane i get sick on boats i love driving cars but the plane takes you farther than a a car does yeah amen (laughs) and then what is your favorite drink it can be a cocktail it doesn't have to be a cocktail it can be anything Oh, girl, a cocktail. Um, sunrise. <laughs> <laughs> I love a good tequila sunrise. <laughs> yes. Ooh, uh, thirsty. Awesome. Uh, those were great answers. Some of the best <laughs> answers we've ever gotten. Those were solid. I could relate to all those answers. Yeah, same. <laughs> um. Okay, tell everyone where they can watch your videos and interact with you on social media and where they can um, contact you. So on YouTube, you can find me by typing in my name, my full name, Rome de Sembrouk, which is- That's beautiful. U-L-S-E-N-B-R-O-E-K. I think that's the right pronunciation or like the right spelling of yes. my name. Mm-hmm. Um, on Instagram, you can find me by- typing in at Rome says it and I have a website you can check out which is also one of my projects for graduating so a little love could do no harm (laughs) it looks very good yeah thank you (laughs) awesome well thank you thank you so so very much for taking time and sharing some of your story Um, I know we've been following you for a while and we are very excited to see some of the content you create And of course, we both wish you well and good health and um, just keep inspiring people and and being so open and being a shining light for what's been a hard year for a lot of folks. Um, 
So again, our most sincere gratitude and hopefully when um, the lockdowns end and we can get some good plane tickets and such, we will one day cross paths and actually meet yes. you in person. Yes, please. I would love that. And thank you so much for having me. This was a lot of fun. Thank you. This is Sip With Me News. I'm Aaron Carlson. And I'm Ioana Kikados. Here are the things you need to know from this week's headlines. Major U.S. consumer staples like Walmart, Costco, and Walt Disney World lifted mask mandates this week following new CDC guidance that says masks are no longer needed indoors so long as people are fully vaccinated. A full vaccination means two weeks after a second dose of Pfizer or Moderna. The mandates coming from private employers can be lifted so long as state and local law allows, as the CDC's recommendation is only guidance. As to how it will be determined who is and is not fully vaccinated is yet to be determined by most businesses and localities. And in February 2020, Norm Carson was attending a trade show in Amsterdam when news about the coronavirus hit. Quote, we went in that day thinking we'd see some customers do some training and it'd be a regular day. And then before you knew it, they had announced the name, unquote. That name was COVID-19, and Carson is the CEO of COVID, Inc., the Arizona-based company that has been around for decades, and its cables and other audiovisual equipment are sold around the world. Carson remembers posing for countless pictures in front of his company's sign at the trade show that day, and then it started to hit him that this might be a big deal. Because COVID Inc. sells its products through dealers and distributors, the unfortunate turn hasn't driven a lot of publicity to the company. Carson says there are no plans to change the company's name. Quote, you know, we've been in business for 40 years. It's part of the story now, I guess, unquote. And a ransomware attack on Colonial Pipeline last week caused one of the U.S.'s major gas supply pipelines to be shut down following the encryption and lockdown of the company's systems. The gas supply was not necessarily low during the week, but panic buying and a shortage of delivery trucks and drivers caused prices to skyrocket throughout the nation and in some southeastern states running out of gas at more than 70% of gas stations statewide. The pipeline, which was back up and running this weekend, helped alleviate some of the panic buying, though price increases at the pump are expected to stay as summer travel demand picks up post-lockdown. And after seven years, Palm Springs, California, is about to scratch its Marilyn Monroe itch when a towering sculpture of the screen idol called Forever Marilyn that spent almost two years in the city is coming back permanently. When she was there from 2012 to 2014, she was one of downtown's hottest attractions. But while some like it hot, others have a frostier take on the star's comeback. The sculpture itself is a 26-foot-tall stainless steel and aluminum likeness that captures Marilyn in that famously billowing white dress as she stands over a subway grate in the movie The Seven-Year Itch. But not everyone is smiling at the thought of the colossal statue taking up residence in the heart of town. The director of the Palm Springs Art Museum is among those not happy. Forever Marilyn is slated to go in front of the entrance of his museum, but she won't be facing the door. The 26-foot-tall statue will be bearing her backside to visitors as they exit the facility. When the city council was discussing the placement of the sculpture in November, many people expressed concerns about the unmentionables awaiting thousands of students who pass through annually. Whatever Forever Maryland is, the tourism group PS Resorts bought it for $1 million, and they're hoping that investment pays off both in buzz and receipts. And those are your headlines for the week. Be sure to tune in next week for the news that you need to know now. 
Thanks for listening to Sip With Me with Ioana and Aaron. If you like our show and want to know more, check out our website, sipwithme.org. There you can find our recently released cocktail book as well as other exciting Sip With Me content. And if you love our podcast, don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on social at sipwithme underscore. Join us next week for a very special episode that will just be featuring me and Aaron.